Three one. Good day. Beautiful day. Huh? It's one of those days where you're you're glad to be in Arizona. I mean, even when it's hot. Uh, if you guys are here, I'm glad to be in Arizona. <laughs> All right, where we leave off? I've got a, a bookmark somewhere at text forty. What do you think, Krishna? No, I think it was text 40 or 41. I'm not too sure which. That's why I have to. Uh, Hare Krishna. <clears throat> well, let's kick it off with 41. How about that? Brahmana Chatriya Visham Sudranam Cha Pranapakta Patapa Karmani Prabhaktani Swabhava Prabhavir Gunai Translation Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishas, and Sudras are distinguished by the qualities born of their own nature in accordance with the material modes little chastiser of the enemy so um, part of, uh, of of being personal is to remember this uh, these divisions there's divisions in society we don't have to make them appear they're just there the Brahmanas, Chakriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras. So we can see some people are more prone to uh, studying, teaching, you know. They're like that. They're, that's Brahminical. Others are more into administration, defense, you know, uh, keeping the peace. You know, that's the Chakriyas. They're the soldiers and the police force. And hopefully the government. <laughs> when they're doing their job, that's what they do. And then there's the Vaishas. And the Vaishas, they, they do business. They protect cows. You know, banking, farming. Uh, and then the Shudras. And they pretty much assist all the other classes. So, with our contaminated consciousness we often think that there's higher and lower but no they're all extremely uh, important um, they're all vital uh, it's said that the brahmanas are like the head of society they do the thinking uh, the chatriyas are like the arms uh, uh, the vaishas are like the stomach they feed everybody so the, the Brahmanas think and teach. The Chatriyas, the, the Brahmanas come up with the law. How, what should the law be? The Brahmanas are more saintly. They study more. And then the Chatriyas enforce the law. And then the Vaishyas feed everybody. And the Shudras assist everybody. And they're all absolutely necessary. You can't get along with. We're not trying to make everybody a Brahmin. Although a, a Vaishnava takes on qualities of we can perform in all of these castes in our, in our Sampradaya. You may start out in the morning giving class, go to the program and give Bhagavatam class so that you're uh, performing like a Brahmin. And then you may have to do some management around the temple, so now you're doing, uh, you're wearing the hat of a chatriya. And then you may get in your car and go to the office and earn a living. So now you're a Vaisha. And then you come back and you might help in the kitchen or clean up the parking lot or whatever is needed so you can do Shudra work. So the Vaisha can do, he doesn't say, no, no, that's beneath me or that's above me. Uh, the, Vaishnava, uh, the Vaishnava can do uh, any of these things. 
see. We, we can do uh, on and off like that. So, so there's the four orders of uh, the four social orders, and then there's the four uh, ashrams. Um, brahmachari or brahmacharini, um, single student. Usually, you know, you're young, you're single, and you're a student. That's what you do. You learn. Um, and then, after that, practically everyone will go into the Grihasta ashram. It's very rare when someone doesn't take a spouse and set up household. <clears throat> and then from that, retired life, Vanaprast. And from that, typically, the Vanaprast will take sannyas. So there's four orders, uh, four social orders, and uh, what's the word? Uh, spiritual, spiritual orders, spiritual and, and social. So, so uh, don't become confused. You can see this. Uh, I've seen it like when I'm driving down the road sometimes, and you you run into uh, construction. You know, and you see there's a, a guy up, and he's, he and another guy, they've got a blueprint. And they're looking at this blueprint, and they're, they're going like that. Then you got the guys with the shovels. And when the guy goes like this, they go over there, and they make a, start making a road. Now, without the guys with the blueprints, the, the guys with the shovels and the machinery, they don't know where to go. And without them, there ain't going to be any road. You see how it works together? All right. Chaitanya Leela, you want to take it? Yeah. <coughs> um, do I read the Sanskrit? Yeah, would you? Shamo damas tapa shaucham Sante Archavam Evacha Janam Janam Vijanam Ashtityam Drama Karma Swabhavatam Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. These are the natural qualities by which the Brahmanas work. So Krishna's now, he's going to explain each of these. If you're a Brahman, this is what, what's expected of you. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity. Peacefulness, you should be peaceful. If you're the guy that's going to be thinking of what the rules are going to be, what the laws are going to be, well, you really need to be peaceful. You know? <laughs> If you're not, you're going to be, well, I think everybody ought to have to do this. Ooh, that's not very pinnacle. You need to be peaceful. Prabhupada always said you should keep a cool head. So that doesn't mean you can't wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> self-control, peacefulness, self-control, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, austerity. The Brahmana doesn't take more than he needs, you see. The Vaisha, he's making the money, and he has an abundant harvest. He may have a much more opulent place to live in. Typically, they do. They have a more opulent place. That's because of the nature. They're bringing in income, and um, the Brahman, he doesn't need much. He doesn't want much, you see. So he's, also, he's more austere. Uh, purity, of course, the Brahmins have to be pure. They have to be tolerant. That's required. If you're going to be Brahminical, you've got to be tolerant. I mean, you're the one that people are going to be going to for advice. You know, when somebody has some difficulty, they're going to go to the Brahmins, typically. You're the teacher. You're the thinker. I need, I need some advice. Well, I don't even think you deserve my advice. Wow, it doesn't sound like a Brahmin, doesn't it? That is, you know, so you must be tolerant, peaceful. 
you see. You have to have self-control. You can see how it's required. Oh, honesty. Duh. Teacher has to be honest. You know? Uh, knowledge. If you're going to teach, you got to know something. See how this makes sense? Wisdom and religiousness? Yeah, the Brahmins have to have wisdom. Uh, you're going to go to them for direction. So they've got to have some wisdom. And uh, religiousness? The Brahmin is religious, meaning he he's, he's in a... Uh, He's regulated. Yes, you know the Brahmins are, the Brahmins are the ones that are, uh, excuse me, taking care of the deities. That requires regulation. The Brahmins require much more regulation than, than the rest. These are natural qualities by which Brahmins work. Does that make any sense? I haven't seen you in a long time. I know. It's a blessed reunion. Yeah. Haribo. Haribo. She used to lead a Bhagavad Gita study here. Yeah. When I first saw you, I thought, God, she looks like Melissa. How <laughs> <laughs> excited is that? And then I, I looked and I, it, it is, is Melissa. <laughs> well, this is a treasure. Oh, for me. Well, for all of us. Does it, do, you, do you guys know? You know, I'm sorry I was late. We'll talk later. That's okay, we're medical, so we're tolerant. <laughs> For some reason I thought it was 5.30, but I'm clear now. So you thought you were, you intended to be early. We'll give you credit for that. <laughs> as soon as I realized it was 5, not 5.30, I left. It's a treasure to see you again. All right. You want to go with the next one? Number 44. 43. Or 43, I'm sorry. Do you want me to do the Sanskrit too, or just the English? Could you? You can stumble through if you want. <laughs> That's like a good app description. Okay. Saryam, Teho, Dirtir, Daksyam, Yudi, Kapi, Apalayam, Danam, Ispara, Balascha, Satram, Karma, Shabbat, Yam. Uh, heroism, power, determination, resourcefulness, courage in battle, generosity, and leadership are the natural qualities of work for the Kshatriyas. Doesn't that make sense? These are the guys that are out there protecting you. So you expect them to have heroism, they're powerful. Determination, resourcefulness, courage in battle, generosity, uh, and leadership. These are the natural qualities of work of the Chatrias. Yeah, this makes perfect sense, doesn't it? You see, this whole thing was started by Krishna. This, these divisions of society. And like I say, we see them there. People, you fit into these different niches, you see. All right, to move in. Rishi Gorakshavani Jam, Vaishya Karmas Vavadam, Vaicharya Bukam Karma, Sudrasya Peace Vavadam. Farming, cow protection, and business are the natural work for the Vaishyas, and for the Sutras, their labor and service to others. So, again. <clears throat> Farming, cow protection, and business. Um, this is a natural work for the uh, Vaisha. He's doing business. And business includes cow protecting, farming, banking, you know, handling the things. And you can see, you can't demand, make these demands on the Brahmins and the Chatriyas, you see. So you've got the Vaishas, and they do. They do like that. <clears throat> I always like to point out that right now, in this point in history, and it has been for, uh, well, since uh, the Revolutionary War, since uh, the Americans overtook the king, that was when the Vaishas took over. 
at one point the, the, the Brahmins were in charge of the world. Uh, but then the Chatriyas, the monarchs, kings, they took over. And uh, the Brahmanas moved down a, a, a notch. So then, uh, at the, the, that time, it's kind of like a domino effect. When the Americans tackle the king of England, well, then the French, and the Russians, and it just started this domino effect where the Vaishas, you know, George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, they were Vaishas. What did they want? They wanted to make money. America was, was a place that these men saw should be a place where we can make money and, and not be overtaxed. Taxation without representation. Remember that from history? That was their, that's why they had the, the Boston Tea Party. You know, too much. Why are you taxing us so much? So we should be able to, this should be a country where people can come and get rich without the monarch taking everything. You make, 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 I take, take, take. So that's the vices. So that sounds kind of good, but it's also kind of bad because the vices run everything now. Uh, I always say planet Earth is, a, is open for business. Everything is based on business, you know. Uh, it's hard to get A lot of truth without somebody trying to sell you something. You know, you know, you see on the internet, so you may see something on the news, Yahoo News or something. You think, oh, let me check this out. This sounds interesting. You know, something, even if it's like a computer virus or something about your health. The, the health ones really suck you in because I've learned to look and see if it, if, if it says ad. If it's an ad, you don't know where it's going. So, yeah, you need this. Are you having these symptoms? And you think, yeah, I've got that. You, know? <laughs> you, ever, you ever notice that? You can read the symptoms that they're talking about, and you almost always think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how did you know? I mean, And actually, the psychologist will tell you that it work, your mind works that way. And plus, these guys are so expert. And if you read a lot of them without being affected, by, if you, once you catch on to the game, you can see they're almost always very similar. <laughs> Same stuff. So, and then you clicked on it, and then down in the bottom or along the side, there's things they're trying to sell you, or you got some guy that's got a new diet, and it's he's got some pills he's going to sell you, or a book. You know, so everything is based on so much anyways, based on business now. Everybody's trying to make more and more and more, you know. So <clears throat> what that has done to us is that oh, we've gotten away from uh, growing food. So many people have no idea. Used to, uh, almost everybody grew something. I remember when I was a kid, even living in Chicago, a lot of people would have a little patch of ground in their back. They have tiny little backyards, but they'd be growing tomatoes or peppers or something. You know, uh, even people grew stuff in their uh, window boxes, you know, flower boxes. So now we've got some guy that has 10,000 acres out there and he grows tomatoes. And then you got a guy over there and he's got 5,000 acres of spinach and and it's all agribusiness, all corporate whatever, you see. And then they they have to make uh, uh, they have to get all the what do they call it when they uh, hybrid when they huh yeah they have to get to where if I'm going to pick ten thousand acres of tomatoes or a thousand or whatever uh, I need to have a machine because it's cheaper. So for the machine to work, all the tomatoes have to ripen at the same time. They all have to be the same size. They all have to be about the same height. So we breed plants that give us these attributes so that my machine can go through there and pick them all, you see, rather than having people 
out there thinking, oh, this one can stay another couple of days. Well, I'll pick this one. And here's one down here. Here's one. Here. You know, that's all gone. So it's agribusiness, you see. This is the result of the Vaishas. This is the way they think, you see. So, and it's profit-driven. It used to be food-driven. We grow food to eat. And now food is, is grown to, to make a profit. And so some people say there's not as much nutrition as there used to be. I don't know if there's a lot of proof to back that up. Uh, but certainly a flavor. I've noticed flavor. You know, when I used to grow my own tomatoes, organic tomatoes, uh, they were a lot more flavorful than some of these that you, that you find now, you know, a lot more. And so that's true, I'm sure, with a lot of things. So that, that's all gone. There's so many people who have, who have no idea what, what it once was, what it was once like, you know. I think food tasted better at one time. Uh, now, it doesn't really have to taste, uh, in America anyway, it doesn't have to taste that good. It has to look. <laughs> and you go to the store and you think, oh, wow, look at this. That is beautiful broccoli or whatever. You know, it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, when you're growing it yourself, it's not always real pretty. And I remember sometimes the tomatoes are all weird shapes. Do you remember that, Melissa? Yes. Remember? You know, oh, yeah. you'd see a tomato. It was weird. <laughs> so, you know, like sometimes it looked like there were two tomatoes growing together, you know, and now they're all perfect. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. They're like uh, Hitler tomatoes. Huh? They're like Hitler tomatoes. Hitler tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So it's all. Uh, in America, you see, it's changed over the last several years, but there for a while, American apples were the most beautiful in the world, but they tasted <coughs> mealy, you know. And you, you go to other parts of the world, and the apples are ugly, but really flavorful. So now we've got this influence of these Fuji apples that have come in from Japan and all these other... Now they've started trying to make, they've started breeding apples to taste better. But for a long time, the apples in America, when I'd go outside of America, yeah, I didn't eat apples in America. They were just, they were beautiful, but they're rotten, you know, not much flavor. So that's all been influenced a little bit. So um, it's agribusiness, you know, it's all for profit. Uh, an example is uh, Hawaii. Hawaii, everything, anything and everything grows in Hawaii. You've got really great soil, fabulous um, elements for growth. So anything and everything grows there, but 90, over 90% of their bananas are flown in from South America. It's cheaper. <laughs> And so much of what they have just come, but it would grow. I mean, you could throw anything in the ground, it'd grow, but it costs more to grow it there than to get it from some third world country. So this is business. Uh, planet Earth is a business. You see, the Vaishas are in control. So we always have to keep that in mind. You know, when somebody's trying to inspire you to do something, there's a buck behind it, or a ruple, or a ruby, or a whatever, you see. 99.999% of anything that anybody's trying to convince you is the truth is, is that there's a profit motive. You always say, I always tell people, follow the money. You know, there's, rarely is somebody trying to tell you about a, a diet that's really good. No, there's a, there's some profit motive. Somebody's making a living here when they're and and the, the problem with that is when there's profit involved, people put a they start out with a little bit of a spin, and then it gets to exaggeration, and then I need if the f exaggeration doesn't get you to buy, then I need some fabrication, you know, but it's all about. 
give me your money. Yeah. I was thinking it's significant because everybody has, because we're, we're locked into this society, everybody has to make profit just to survive, to live. But previously it was, like you said, you grow to, just, you grow to eat and you live. You live, you know, off the land and the cows. And so you're not worried, but it's, it's like a catch-22 because on one, one hand, you don't want to have to live that way, but on the other hand, you're forced to live that way because right. everything's so expensive. Right. And everybody has to make so much money. It's, it's like genius. The Vaishas are genius when it comes to producing profit and to get uh, a return on investment and something that will continue to give me a return. Like you say, I get you caught in my loop. Health insurance, utilities. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> High-speed internet. You know, look at all the things, you know, that that iPhone you have is no good. It's only a 10. Everybody knows you need the 11, you know. So I keep coming up with, even when they say that the uh, observation, uh, cell phones are not improving any, really. They're, I mean, there's not much more they can do to them. And still, they keep coming out with a, a, a different number on the phone. And maybe a little feature here and there, and you think, oh, i got to have that. So I'm digging myself. They, they don't have to work real hard. All they have to do is put it out there. I'll dig myself deeper, you know, to fit in with this. i got to have it. I really need that, you see. But basically, I just need something to eat, clean water, you know, I need uh, I need a cow or a neighbor that has a cow. You know, I need access to dairy, my you know good wholesome dairy, uncontaminated dairy, uncontaminated food, uncontaminated water. But we live in a contaminated world, and the world's contaminated because we're producing all these phones and all this garbage. You know. And then we tell you, once we get you caught into this, that your way of life is causing the planet to overheat. <laughs> Just shoot me now. So what are you asking me to do? So I, I can't help but think that there's a profit motive in that. You know? So wait a minute. I can't, I can't catch all these rascals. I don't know where they're trying to lead me. What, in, I found over my life that anytime that there's the society's trying to get you to go in a different route, there's a profit behind it. I can't remember any time that they just did something really nice because we love you and we're looking out for you. Can, can you? Am I wrong? I mean, you know, I just can't remember it. So typically... No, we're trying to get everybody to go this way so that we can make money. And then after we get you saturated over here, we're going to move you this way because we can make money if we move you over here in this trend. So anyway, I'm sorry to take so long on that, but that's the nature of having the, the Vaishas in charge of the planet. And they are in charge. There's no doubt about it. You know, the Vaishas have money and they give money to uh, political organizations, candidates. You know, I'll give you a big donation, but you need to get this legislation in place so that my business can flourish. If you'll do this for me, I'll do that for you. That's business. That's what they call quid pro quo. I do for you, you do for me. So... <laughs> this is the, the state of the planet right now. Uh, and so it's going to deteriorate even further and further as Kali Yuga goes on. Yeah. What's the practical application for us in terms of the business world and Vaishya's rule on the planet? We, we need to, uh, some of us that are inclined, need to, to be part of that system. We need to be part of that system, uh, but a large part of us need to be outside that system, you see. 
we need farms. Prabhupada gave us that instruction. We need farms. We should grow food. We should uh, produce milk, produce ghee, you know, produce. We should start to be to feed at least to start out. Let's feed ourselves. If we could, if we had enough people growing enough to where all the temples could get uncontaminated food, it might turn out that it was alkaline if we did it right, wouldn't it? You know, so we, you wouldn't have to worry about. Isn't it like that? Without, if if it's not stepped on and not messed around with with science, then it's probably alkaline, right? So then, and there's so many indications that that's better for you, would reduce cancer. Uh, also, all the contaminants that go into the air and the water. I mean, it, ki it kills me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you know much, I lived, you know, in the eastern United States uh, for a long time, and there they make a lot of paper because trees grow really well there. You know, they grow fast. You know, Georgia, North Georgia, you know, so, so, but they contaminate the streams from making the paper white. They have to bleach the, the slurp <coughs> that they make from wood. So that includes toilet paper. Why do the Americans have to have white toilet paper? <coughs> Why do you have to bleach and contaminate the water so that your toilet paper's white? <laughs> don't get it. What do you care? You know? I mean, what if it was just as soft, but brown, you know, or off-white, or I don't know, something. Who cares what color it is? <laughs> You're gonna flush it down the, into the sewer. You don't care. You know, just <laughs> so and all these other things that we do. Just why? Well, that's the way we've always done it. You know, back in the '80s, Procter and Gamble tried to. They tried a big time. They had invested a lot of money. They tried to uh, to sell. Uh, you might remember this. They, they tried to get people into colored toilet paper. Pink, blue. Do you remember this? It Some crashed. levels I've seen it. I've seen it around, actually. Blue, blue toilet paper. Oh, yeah, but it, it crashed. Yeah. People yeah. wanted white. I mean, you know, because this is very special use that I have for it. It's got to be white. Fine. <laughs> well, it's always, you know, Whereas in, in some parts of the world, uh, many, most of the population in the world, it, they, Procter & Gamble, I remember one time had this, they said that in America, 93% of the people used, 97% uh, of the people used toilet paper. The other 3%, they weren't sure. So that's why uh, toilet paper for many years was a, a lost leader in a grocery store. I want you to come in the store, I'm going to sell toilet paper for cost or even below cost because everybody uses it, you see. So, but in most of the population in the world, they don't even use it. They wash themselves, you see, or, you know, so it's just different. It's, it, which one is, it's different. Well, I don't want to do that, you know. I want to use toilet paper, and it's got to be white. Whereas other parts of the world, I think, why would you chop, chop down trees? And well, it's just custom. I'm used to it. But when it gets right down to it, it's not even necessary. You know, neither are the sewers. They're not necessary. You can have composting toilets. Like Clivus Baltrum toilet and things like that. And I mean, you know, there's a whole world out there that could be done. You know, we could grow our own food and we could do all these different things and, and not pollute. But if then then that would cut down on corporate profits, you see. So that's not gonna be that's not gonna become popular anytime soon. <laughs> 
So most people don't want to live on a farm. They want to, they think of that as hard, dirty work, you know. So. As opposed to subways in <laughs> New York City Street Corner. You've been in New York, you know what I'm talking about. This is a good point. You get somebody that's really into New York. They're thinking, I mean, I know a lot of people from, I've spent a lot of time in New York, not in the last decade or so, but I have. And people in New York think that, man, you get outside of New York, you're in the boonies. Yeah. People are ignorant. They're all like hillbillies, you know. I mean, even in Jersey. <laughs> are you familiar much with New York? Not, no. You know? Well, New York is not a real clean place. <laughs> You know, there's it, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of parts of New York are real crummy. They're cruddy. You know, it's, so it's just this concept that they have. But we need this um, socio-economic uh, America the way it is right now to keep New York. You know, to keep the traffic and the the air's not good. At one time, the water in New York was very good, though. The tap water was very good at one time. So, all right, we've we've beat that up. So, <laughs> it's fun to beat on. This. Right. <laughs> Svarkarma nirataya nirata sirim yata vindati By following his qualities of work, every man can become perfect. Now please hear from me how this can be done. When you ever hear, you, you, you hear that touch trimu, that means Krishna saying, now listen, now hear from me. Uh, by following in his quality of work, every man can become perfect. <clears throat> Do your job. Uh, don't worry about the other guy. You do your job. Do your job as well as you can. So if you you can if you do what your uh, varna, what your tendencies are, then you can become perfect. But if you uh, a vaisha, and you try to become uh, some big brahman or a policeman. You just may not have the mentality for it, you see. So you'll try to walk the path of, a, of another. And that's dangerous. It's not good for you. But if you can do uh, by following your particular quality of work, then you can become perfect. Now please hear from me how this can be done. Yataha pravritir. Bhutanam, uh, Yena, Sarvam, Idam, Tatam, Swa, Karmana, Tam, Abhiarchya, Sidim, Vindapti, Manavaha. By worshipping of the Lord, who is the source of all beings and who is all-pervading, a man can attain per, uh, perfection through performing his own work. Did I right? No, did I miss that? There's a third Yeah. Did I do the right one? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Another fourth, yeah. As stated in the 15th chapter, all living beings are fragmental parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord. Thus, the Supreme Lord is the beginning of all living entities. This is confirmed in the Vedanta Sutra, uh, Janmadi Ashya Yataha. The Supreme Lord is therefore the beginning of life of every living entity. And as stated in the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the Supreme Lord, by his two energies, his external energy and internal energy, is all-pervading. Therefore, one should worship the Supreme Lord with his energies. Generally, the Vaishnava, the devotees, worship the Supreme Lord with his internal energy. His external energy is a perverted reflection of the internal energy. The external energy is a background, 
but the Supreme Lord, by the expansion of his plenary portion as Paramatma, is situated, is situated everywhere. He is the super soul of all demigods, all human beings, all animals, everywhere. One should therefore know that as part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, one has his duty to render service unto the Supreme. Everyone should be engaged in devotional service to the Lord in full Krishna consciousness. That is recommended in this verse. Everyone should think that he is engaged in a particular type of occupation by Rishikesh, Rishikesh uh, the master of the senses, and by the result of the work in which one is engaged. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, should be worshipped. If one thinks always in this way, in full Krishna consciousness, then, by the grace of the Lord, he becomes fully aware of everything. That is the perfection of life. The Lord says in Bhagavad Gita 12.7, Tesham tes tes Aham samud Samudaharta. The Supreme Lord himself takes charge of delivering such a devotee. That is the highest perfection of life. In whatever occupation one may be engaged, if he serves the Supreme Lord, he will be he will achieve the highest perfection. So, uh, how do we how do we assure that we're engaged in devotional service? Is is Krishna saying here that if you do your occupation, you're serving me? Yeah. If you're doing it as an offering to me, right. if you're a policeman, uh, so you're a chatriya, and if you're doing that as a devotee, you're thinking of yourself as a devotee of Krishna, so uh, I perform some work as an offering to Krishna. I'll take some of my income, whatever I can, and I'll give uh, to the temple, I'll give to Krishna, you see. So now my occupation is devotional service. It doesn't mean, Krishna is not saying that you have to um, do some particular type of work. You do your work, but do it as an offering to me. One guy might be a teacher, one guy might be a policeman, one guy might be a banker, somebody might just be um, running the road greater to make the roads. But if, if each one of those is doing that, they're, if they're walking their path as an offering to Krishna, they're performing devotional service. So that's the point of this word. By working, by worship of the Lord, who is the source of all beings and who is all-pervading, a man can attain perfection through performing his own work. Doesn't mean you gotta quit what you're doing Forget everything you've learned and all of your natural tendencies and get over here and do what we tell you to do. That is wrong. So whatever your tendencies are. Now you may, uh, for devotional service at the temple, you may have a tendency, uh, you may come in and you think, hey, you know, I really know uh, I'm a Vaisha. You know, I know, I know how to do business. So I can help you guys develop your business here. You have a business, I can help you with that. Well, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm performing my uh, activity. Even at work, it's devotional service. But I may do something for the temple. Someone may say, well, I can help uh, with administration. Okay, so you, you can do like that. You have that, that uh, proclivity or whatever it may be. You see, in the, in the, for the Vaishnava, you may have a Brahmin who, who may be, who might do some uh, sudra work. If he can do it and do it properly, that's okay. You know, you can, that's okay. But it's really better if we can get you to do what you're good at, you see. It's like, um, it's like cooking. I remember uh, <clears throat> Tamal Krishnamaraj always was invited to go different places uh, 
people would invite him to his, their house for lunch, you know, whenever he was in, in Dallas. And most of the time he wanted me to go with him. And so people would say, uh, they would ask me, what, what is he like? What should we cook? And I, rem I knew exactly what his answer would be if they'd ask him. You cook what you're good at. I mean, if, if, if you don't know how to cook Italian food and you find out I like Italian food, don't experiment with me. You know. Or if, you, if you're Italian and you know how to cook good Italian food, don't try to cook Bengali. Just for me. Cook what you're good at. And do what you're good at. Do according to your proclivity, you see. So that's best. That's best if you can be engaged according to your nature. But if we need to do something a little different than we're used to to help out, well, we can do that too. Did you have a question, Mother Cindy? I'll get back to it. You're thinking of it in Puerto Rican, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Just, just trying to get it into English. Yeah, we should engage her in Espanol. She gets classes in Espanol. <laughs> and you can <laughs> interpret. Yeah, you could. <laughs> All right. Can I? Uh, just my observation seems like almost like the overarching theme for that he's suggesting for like the Brahmanas, the Vaishnavas, is just be versatile. Be like, versatile. You, like utilize everything. Yeah. Like whatever happens to be you, then use that. Whatever right. your talents or gifts happen to be, use that. But if you don't give your gifts, like, like gifts, like we all kind of have gifts that Krishna like endows us with, so if we don't use those, then like um, the, the part about, um, you know, walking another's path that's dangerous, like we, we'd be remiss not to use those things that he's given us. Therefore, so our, the Brahmanas should be so expert in engaging people that they engage people according to their propensity. My favorite four words in the paragraph is in full Krishna consciousness. In full Krishna consciousness. Whatever it is you're doing. Right, right. In full Krishna consciousness. And according to your best, if we can get you to do what it is you do best. You know, what, what, what Krishna has given you this ability to do a particular thing. And if you can do that for Krishna... Boy, that's a home run. Now, you may be able to do just about anything. And from time to time, we all help out and do whatever. May not be, we may not be very good at some of the things that we may help out just because they need some help. But I, I'm really able to crank out the service for Krishna when I can do what he's empowered me to do. And that's best. See, it's best if we can do that. Does that make any sense? Yeah, in full Krishna consciousness. We, we have to be thinking uh, of what we do as an offering to Krishna. Uh, thoughts, words, activities, you see. And this will cleanse everything. It'll cleanse all of our activities. It'll cleanse our dealings with one another, you see. I, how can I be abusive or um, intolerant of you if I'm doing my service as an offering to Krishna? Oh, like Krishna's going to say, yeah, you were really hard on that person. Way to go, dude. Here, give me a bump. You know? No. Come on. No, Lord Chaitanya's going to say, what are you doing? Go back to school, read my books, you know, go back, read, learn. We have to learn. This has to be, uh, it's, it's not, uh, our way of life as Vaishnavas is not a fairy tale. You see, this is, re we're live here. The cameras are rolling. 
This is life, you see. So we have to do it. We have to live it. Otherwise, it's all theory. We can't sit in class and, and, and give theories out of the books. And then as soon as class is over, we go off and treat each other a different way. You know? We, we, that's just wrong. We, yeah. <laughs> Put it into reality. Learn to live it. You see? That's following in the footsteps of our previous acharyas. And, uh, not just previous acharyas, people that have done it. We see people that are doing like this. So, and we may say, well, I don't want to imitate Prabhupada. That's sinful to try to No, but you can emulate. You can follow in the footsteps. We don't expect you to be Prabhupada. I don't expect you to be Jiva Goswami. You know, but gee, kind of do what you can, you know, walk in those footsteps. What do you get if you do that? You get a better life. You get a better life. And the people that you touch, they will have a better life. You see? Which is what Krishna wants for all the living entities. There's this word that, that uh, is, is going on again and again in Bhagavad Gita. Suffering. Krishna wants to end your suffering with Krishna consciousness. This is what that looks like. Varnashram, honesty, people walking their own path, you see, tolerance. That's what, it, that's what lack of suffering looks like. If, if I don't, if I'm not tolerant of you, and if I treat you uh, unfairly, your suffering is going to continue. That has to go away. We, we have to... Uh, we have to grow up. We have to grow into that. So this is what leadership should teach. This is required. Ganga Mantri Prabhu tomorrow is giving this class on, uh, what is it, Le something about leadership? Qualities of leadership or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm eager to hear what he's going to say. You know, we, this is good stuff. We need what's expected. Not like, well, it's in the books. We can't do that. We can't do... No, you can. <laughs> and you should. It's not like all these characters of Panchatapa. They were just fairy tale, you know. It's a really cool story. Yeah, it's a really cool story, but don't try to do it. No, no, you got to do it. You're supposed to do it. If we can reestablish this Vedic society, then we'll have minimized suffering. We'll minim minimize people's suffering and anxiety. And, uh, you'll be happier. You'll be happier. The people that you touch will be happier. So that's what this, that's what this is all about. Krishna's explaining it step by step here in this part of the 18th chapter. So. It is better to engage in one's own occupation, even though one may perform it imperfectly, than to accept another's occupation and perform it perfectly. Duties prescribed according to one's nature are never affected by simple reactions. One's occupational duty is prescribed in Bhagavad Gita, as already discussed in previous verses. The duties of a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, and Shudra are prescribed according to their particular modes of nature. One should not imitate another's duty. A man who is by nature attracted to the kind of work done by Shudras should not artificially claim to be a Brahmana, although he may have been born in a Brahmana family. In this way, one should work according to his own nature. No work is abominable if performed in the service of the Supreme Lord. 
The occupational duty of a brahmana is certainly in the mode of goodness, but if a person is not by nature in the mode of goodness, he should not imitate the occupational duty of a brahmana. For a chaturya or administrator, there are so many abominable things. The chaturya has to be violent to kill his enemies, and sometimes the chaturya has to tell lies for the sake of diplomacy. Such violence and duplicity accompany political affairs, but a kshatriya is not supposed to give up his occupational duty and try to perform the duties of a brahmana. One should act to satisfy the Supreme Lord. For example, Arjuna was a kshatriya. He was hesitating to fight the other party, but if such fighting is performed for the sake of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there need be no fear of degradation. In the business field also, Sometimes a merchant has to tell so many lies to make a profit. If he does not do so, there can be no profit. Sometimes a merchant says, Oh, my dear customer, for you I am making no profit. One should know that without profit the merchant cannot exist. Therefore, it should be taken as a simple lie if a merchant says that he is not making a profit. But the merchant should not think that because he is engaged in an occupation in which the telling of lies is compulsory, he should give up his profession and pursue the profession of a brahmana. That is not recommended. Whether one is a kshatriya, a vaishya, or a shudra doesn't matter. If he serves by his work the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even brahmanas who perform different types of sacrifice sometimes must kill animals because sometimes animals are sacrificed in such ceremonies. Similarly, if a kshatriya engaged in his own occupation kills his kills an enemy, there is no sin incurred. In the third chapter, these matters have been clearly and elaborately explained. Every man should work for the purpose of Yajna, or for Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of God. Anything done for personal sense gratification is a cause of bondage. The conclusion is that everyone should be engaged according to the particular mode of nature he has acquired, and he should decide to work only to serve the Supreme Cause of the Supreme Lord. Made it right at the end. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's a long term for? <laughs> <laughs> or no? You explain. Oh, you're the expert. Um, can I look at the <laughs> I think the translation I have is is a little bit off. Well, let's just fix that. Oh, it's it's going on from what we were discussing a moment ago that it's better to be authentic and um, utilize your own gifts, whether it's your intellect or your strong body or your family resources. Um, you know, better to perform your own duties than to try to take on someone else's. And the purport gave the example of, you know, the Kshatriya has to sometimes kill, but but um, it's, he doesn't get the bad karma from that because he's following his duty. Um, and, and in business as well, as you were elaborating before. Um, yeah, it's just a, a further discussion of the four social orders. I was also, a thought that I had when we were talking before is that how, like, our profit-centered world causes everyone to be filled with anxiety and depression, and it's like a meritocracy, you know, people have low self-esteem, like, I'm not good enough. Um, That's by design. Yes, and I don't know if this is in the Bhagavad Gita or Prabhupada's purport, where he gives the example of, you know, the birds and the trees, they don't, they're not fear-based, you know, they have their life, they have their food, they live in a nest, they don't fear death, you know, like, they plan, they make a nest, and the squirrels gather their nuts, you know, but... But they don't have these anxieties, you know. I mean, the Supreme Lord is taking care of all the living entities, right. you know, according to their needs. And we should not worry so much. The bird, when he builds a nest, or the he and she bird, when they build a nest, they don't look at the branch across from them and see why the Smith birds, <laughs> they've got a nicer. <laughs> you know, it's not like the, the wife bird says, how come you didn't build me a nest like that? 
<laughs> well, why don't you go to work like she does? That's <laughs> where a lot of our anxiety comes from, is trying to be something that we're not. Keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, just look what's happened. You know, the other old guy in the room can back this up. You're not an old guy like we are. But at one time, Mom didn't work. Did anybody ever see the Leave it to Beaver? I've heard of it, but I'm trying to... See, nobody just... <laughs> This is so, guys. You see, if Alan was here, he would raise his hand. Yeah, Alan. Would, oh, did I ever? Uh, Ozzy and Harriet. I mean, we can go on. Ricky and Lucy. Uh, but there was a time when Mom, and it wasn't frowned on. It wasn't like, oh, look at you. You're home taking care of your family. No. You know, Dad went out and worked, and uh, Mom took care of the house. So what got Mom? Out to go to work. Yeah, bills. So I keep up with the and it's your right. Oh yeah, well, that's who. Yeah, yeah. Why are you letting him take away your right to go work in the factory? He works in the factory. Is he better than you? No. Then you should be able to work. You have a right to be taxed. You have a right. No. Oh Does anybody know where that came from? Secrets. No. <laughs> they actually used. Yeah, they used cigarettes. But after after we Feminism. after yeah. we decimated Japan, I mean, when at the end of World War II, Japan was. Oh, we practically turned it into a parking lot. You know, yeah. I mean, all we had to do is paint lines on it. I mean, we dropped two nuclear weapons. They were scared to death. Their economy was smashed. There was mass poverty, starvation, but they got together and the Japanese economy started to grow really quick. And you know how they did it? They did what the Americans did during World War II. When all the men were off fighting, the women went and made tanks and guns and planes. And it was mostly women that were making because the men were out. I mean, almost all the guys went, you know. So the Vaishas start thinking, if we can get the American woman, we know she can, because during the war she did. She went, my mother uh, uh, worked in a factory, welded the bottoms on buckets during World War II. Wow. You know? And she was just a farm girl from Tennessee, Jewish farm girl. But that's what you had to do to win the war and survive. So we know that they can. And we know that they will. We just got to give them a reason to. And then we can double our workforce. If we double the workforce, we'll double pr production. By doubling, doubling production, we'll double need, perceived need. Why business will skyrocket. That's exactly what happened. Why business started to get, you know, money started to change hands. Mom's, now mom's working, dad's working. We need two cars. Mm -hmm. She needs better clothes. She can't just wear simple things and an apron. Now she's got to go to the department store and dress up and more shoes, more lipstick. Everything, everything went. So, and so from that, we had, to get her out there, we got to convince her that, He's, he's stealing your right from you by you've been enslaved. <laughs> well, you ain't gonna enslave me. I'll show him, you know, so I'll get an education and I'll go sell insurance and do whatever. So uh, I can remember seeing so many women in white collar jobs and many of them were highly successful. They were very good, and they didn't like it at all. They really didn't like it, you know. I mean, I knew some consultants, female consultants, that were big, big, big names in the industry. I worked very closely with them. They'd rather be home, you know. Most people would rather be home. Most people are going to be vicious, so they're. 
Most people would rather be home working in their garden and taking care of the cow and there with the kids and mom and the whole family together. Most people would prefer that. But no, you got to get up and you got to drive to the factory or to the office or to the, you know. Now we, in America, we don't go to the factory anymore. We've shipped that off offshore. We've got other people that are getting up, going to the factory to make the stuff for us and we're doing you know, some, something else. Now we got call centers. Huh? Now we got call centers. Yeah, you see. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's whatever we can do. In other words, we, the Vaishas, who are controlling the world, we will use you any way we possibly can for our benefit. And we'll let you benefit too. Because you get all the goodies that we manufacture and... Hare Krishna. Gotta get ready to do this. All right. Yeah, we need to wrap it up. So. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. For us to continue with the big dollar income, we need you to consume. And for you to consume, um, we need you to earn. Because we know if, if you earn it, you'll spend it. That's what most of the Western world does. You know, you earn it, you spend it. As a matter of fact, you're going to spend it faster than you earn it. You're going to be in debt. So, you're in debt? How would you like more debt? You know? Why don't you consolidate your debts and we'll give you a big debt? This is so we'll make business off of your situation. Just keep on working and keep on spending. It's your lucky day. Yeah, it's your lucky day. All right, should we roll it up? All right, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. We're having more fun than it should be. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't have this done without paying for it. Huh? Shouldn't have this much fun without paying for That's it. That's right. Hey, we can charge. Are you coming to Hari Nam? Yeah, I'll see. Are you for Hari Nam in uh, 15 minutes? Can I come to the? Yes. Please. I'm doing 